Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, Oliver Davis, and a hello to you, Swath Nation. How the devil are you? We're finally at the end of it. The WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long. It feels like a long weekend because um, we did the SmackDown review on Saturday, and then both nights of reactions, the podcast reviews of both shows, then. Raw after Mania live reactions last night. I checked out of my hotel today. Oh, got myself a late checkout because otherwise I had to check out by eleven. You could have come to work earlier. Uh, well, I could have done, but also I was a sleepy boy. I did not get up until midday. Holy man! What time did you go to bed uh, last night? For about half five, I think. In the end, oh, that's even more sleep than you had on Monday. I know. And then I spoke to my wife this morning. And I was like, "How did the kids sleep?" She was like, "Not great." <laughs> she was up for two hours at one point. She. Uh, yeah, did not have a great night's sleep at all. Well, hopefully, when you return to home, the baby's going to be like, oh, great, and sleeps perfectly. You reckon? And you can be like, hey, look, who's the <laughs> sleep baby master? Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, if anything, I'm probably going to be told to go in more now because mm. my wife will have done so much of it over the last couple of days. Having said that, her parents were also there to help out. Yeah, a Parents were there. You you were working just as hard watching all the tough wrestling. I did. I had. To, I did have to watch Raw. You live. were up. You were up more of the night than the baby would have been. Yeah, I've. Oh. I probably cumulatively had less sleep than everyone else did. What's worse, the sort of sleep deprivation effects of raising a small infant, or watching three hours of Raw live with commercial breaks. Honestly, it is a draining experience watching <laughs> Raw. Like, and it, you, it's surprising how many ad breaks there are. Yeah, I just, I really, I said this on the live stream reactions last night. I just think America needs to sort itself out. I just think they need to have a word <laughs> and sort this commercial situation out. Do you? So I read my book on sort of the advertising industry and how it permeates 
culture. Uh-huh. Do you know where all of the Americans' ad breaks come from? No. So, up until the the mid-50s, mm-hmm. your TV shows will kind of be sponsored by one product. Yeah. You'll have the Marlboro Cigarettes Variety Hour. Yeah. And a bit way through the show, you'll have a three-minute song with... The, and it's, it's, it's extreme well, branded content. The Flintstones used to do is like, nothing beats a Laramie cigarette, eh, Bon? <laughs> yes. Hey, gee, Fred, I could really go for a Laramie cigarette right now. So in the 50s, this guy over at NBC was like, hmm, I reckon we could both reduce the costs to the advertisers because they wouldn't have to fund a whole half-hour show. The advertisers were essentially the co-producers of the content. What we could do is we could create, and he created the magazine format. He created two shows, the Today Show and the Tonight Show. Okay. And their magazine shows, they were specifically designed to have segments. And you would run a different ad break at the end of each segment. And that meant you could, the network could run more different advertisements, get more money from that. And for the advertisers, they kind of got a similar amount of exposure for a lower price. It was a win for everybody apart from us. <laughs> <laughs> the viewer who now you get you know you go from like half hour uninterrupted shows to boom commercial breaks every so and so minutes of course that's in the uk we had the bbc through to like i don't know the 60s 70s so it's a bit more entrenched in us we're a bit more resistant to commercial breaks we are because especially even on terrestrial tv where there are commercial breaks so the bbc doesn't have any commercial breaks at all but like itv and channel 4 too because they're publicly funded channels although if Nadine Doris has got her uh, way, Channel 4 certainly won't be anymore. Um, but like, even then, if it's a half-hour show, there's one ad break there. There's just uh, 15 minutes, one ad break. In America, there are two. Crazy. And it's they. And I didn't realise this until recently when I was listening to Talking Simpsons. It's used to break up acts. So your first act will have... That's your first ad break on your first act. Then your middle act... Then you have an ad break. Then you have your final act of the episode. That's your third ad break. So how many adverts are we going to put in this podcast episode? Well, uh, one. We have one advert. Ah, One advert in the middle of it that comes just before the Ultra Chats. That is a ticking time bomb. (laughs) By the end of this year, I'm going to have the ability to put in 50 ad breaks. They're going to come every three minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I tell you, that's kind of technically a lie. There would have been an ad at the start of this podcast as well. They're kind of, I know, they're not internal adverts. It's like, here's the advert at the start, then the thing begins. Yeah. I, t- yeah, I do see the pre and post roles as kind of different. Yeah, I get it as well. Also, we're not one of those podcasts. And I, you know, I love How Did This Get Made? It's one of my favorite podcasts on the planet. However, you can skip like the first five minutes of an mm. episode because it's like, hey, everyone, this episode is sponsored by, but then you do like a, you know, 92 minute uh, 90 second, two minute commercial there. And then it'd be like, cool. And now on with the show. Hey everyone, this episode is yeah. sponsored by it's a different sponsor. <laughs> yeah, like uh, a lot of like Jericho's, Comrades podcasts have that. Yeah. Where it, I don't get how it works though, because you only have to listen to two or three episodes and you're like, oh, okay, so I just skip the first 10 minutes. So I always skip that. I just don't even look. I drag the progress bar to yeah. 10 minutes in. Even on the Taskmaster podcast, which I very much enjoyed with Ed Gamble, I know I can skip the first couple of minutes on there. Might not just be because of adverts, also because it's just Ed Gamble explaining what the podcast is. Mm. I know what the podcast is, Ed. <laughs> My guest today is... Yeah, I know! I know, I saw I it in the title. the title! It's Kerry Godleyman, I know that. 
Uh, well, you know, we are sponsored by Beer 52 today. We certainly are. But there's a difference because some some podcasts, a guy called Tim Ferriss, who I love, he, he said, hey, guys, I, I'm thinking about becoming ad-free. I've got enough money. I don't need to do any adverts. And people said, I'm not kidding. We want you to keep the adverts in because he really vets the advertisers. Oh. And people seem like, oh, it's an endorsement. Yeah, I'll try that out. Tim said it. We are the same with the beer. Beer52.com yeah. forward slash WrestleTalk. It's not athletic cream. <laughs> it's not a mattress. It's not Wellspring or whatever where you can sort out all your personal finance. No, we have beer for you. We certainly do. Beer is coming. There'll be more on that in the show itself. I was actually reading an article recently. Um, it's an old article from like, it was printed in 1995 in like the New York Times or something. Because uh, my other podcast that I do, which is a nostalgia, a 90s nostalgia podcast about a TV show that I used to watch when I was in the 90s called Games Master. And they reviewed a game in there called Endorphin. Like fun on the end, right? Nice. It's a puzzle game. It's basically like a little like, color matching puzzle game. But it caught controversy in like November 1995 because it had subliminal messaging in it. Like deep in the music were uh, positive affirmations of like, you've got this. You're, you're a really good person and a lot of this sort of stuff. Oh, to and help you solve the puzzles? I guess so, yeah. Just sort of like an encouragement thing. Yeah. However, it caught controversy because people were like, video games are unregulated in terms of subliminal messaging. Back in the 50s, uh, movie theaters used to put subliminal messaging during movies. So they would just flash up for like a, a yeah. microsecond, buy popcorn or buy Coke. Or the penis. <laughs> Tyler Durden's <laughs> Tyler penis. penis. Like in seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like, and the guy who invented that, the, the theater uh, owner who invented this idea of just flashing up by popcorn said that popcorn, in, like, sale increase went up by 70% year on year. And they, it did that. Until regulators came in and be like, I think that's a bit, that might be wrong. Morally, I think it's wrong for you to do that. And so that then got banned across, they used to do it on TV. Yeah. On TV and in movie theaters. And then it got banned in like the 1960s, 1970s. But all of a sudden then in the 90s, video games was a new medium that had not been regulated. So people found a way to put new subliminal messages into it until the regulators got involved. This is the sort of stuff that makes me feel like a bad person because my initial thought isn't that's despicable behavior my initial knee-jerk thought is i wonder if youtube's regulated <laughs> <laughs> by our t-shirts but, but but then but then the, like the moral kicks in i'm like no that's crazy but yeah my first thought is oh, i wonder if we could do that on wrestle talk patreon i've also just uh realized the irony of us being like you could skip <laughs> the first 10 minutes of a podcast because it's not the actual content you've tuned in for, and we've just done well, that for ten minutes here. But this is, but this is just because we like to chat to each <laughs> yeah. other. Not so much that it's sponsored by beer. Get beer right now. <laughs> Subscribe on Patreon. Uh, here is the show, everyone. We're talking about the Raw After Mania. Not a great show, it was. Here it is. WrestleMania 38 episode 1 was better than it had any right to be. WrestleMania 38 episode 2 was somehow even better. We dared dream that WWE was actually turning things around. And then WrestleMania 38 episode 3, the roar after Mania. God damn, nothing happened. It's a show that 
like, I wouldn't say this was a bad show. There were times I think there was stuff on it that was bad, but I don't think it was a bad show. I think it is a disappointing show because you are following up those excellent nights of WrestleMania. Really, really good. The amount of chats that we had in from people saying like, I haven't watched WWE in ages, but I gave WrestleMania a try and this made me want to watch Raw, who then watched Raw and they were there in the chat with us last night and were like, oh, and this is why I stopped watching mm. WWE. I guess I'll see you next WrestleMania. As X-Men 3 Last Stand will tell you, disappointing things can be more crushing than just out and out bad things that you already kind of knew were going to happen. Yeah. Broke our hearts. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen D.A.D. This is the Raw After Mania Review podcast. Please subscribe. Leave a comment down below. Get your altered chats in to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars before the end of the show. And thank you to, vi- to, to beer. Yeah, beer is coming to your front door. Beer52.com forward slash rest talk. Get yourself 10 free craft beers on, up, you j- on us. You've just got to pay for that sweet ass postage and packaging. And you get 10 free craft beers like this beautiful one right here that Ollie Davis is holding to your front door. Excellent service. I've been a genuine subscriber of to Beer52 for seven to eight years at this point, And I've never had a bad box out of them. There were some delicious beers. Mm. that we've um, been supping over the last few days. They've been a fabulous sponsor to hear us uh, uh, over the rest of the podcast, over WrestleMania weekend. So please go and show them some love. Click that link in the video description down below or the one being posted by our wonderful moderating team. Uh, sort of uh, appropriately for WrestleMania 38, this example, Porter, is called Nostalgia. Yeah. It's the main thing that happened at the weekend. Right, so this episode of Raw, the whole episode was building up to Roman Reigns is going to speak. Roman Reigns is going to address the WWE universe. And, you know, they didn't out and out say he's got a major announcement or anything, but it's the Raw after Mania. He's just won both championships. It's implied. It's it's heavily expected that he is going to do something of note, either shoot an angle to set up his next program, either call someone out, or maybe unveil a new belt, or at least clear up what the, is it Ui? The Ui yeah. Championship? Yeah, he, the, the title is now officially <laughs> the Undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Which is the initialism Ui, U-W-E, which is the emoticon version for a cute kawaii face. <laughs> so yeah, we, we, I thought it was actually, okay, I'll save this point later. Um, it's the end of the WWE Championship lineage. Is it, though? Is it like, you know, in two months' time when Roman loses a match but he only drops one belt in no. some confused cluster F? But then that's not a unified title. That no, is, no, That's no. two belts. Yeah, well... He, he has merged those two belts together. It's not a... I don't think it's a unified title. It's an undisputed title. Oh, oh, right. They've just rebadged it, you fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it gives them an out a few months down the line to... And- separate them again guess so it was i don't think this is the the whole idea behind the belts coming at least is my view was purely to make that wrestlemania main event feel even bigger yeah oh 100 yeah. because because up until a month beforehand until like chamber there was another wwe championship match on the cards yeah we had two wwe champions prior to that mm. in all of this so i think they'll split uh this is just as 
a short-term buzz thing, but it would have been nice to have some clarification. That's exactly, and what does it mean now that he is the Unified Champion? Does that mean he is going to be on both shows going forward? Is he going to be on Raw and SmackDown for the foreseeable future while he is that champion? None of this is addressed, because what happened is at the end of the show, after three hours of promoting, making you, the audience, stick around, what's Roman going to do? It's the main event angle of the show, the main event segment. What's he going to do? And he comes out and he says, please watch SmackDown on Friday and I'll tell you then. And it wasn't done as a heel thing. It wasn't done like a ha ha ha, I've wasted your time. You're just going to have to wait till Friday to hear what I've got to say. It was just a case of, nope, um, Friday is the bigger show, so I'll, t I'll tell you then. Even if it was done as a heel thing, which would make more sense, like even then, you would then interrupt that with, I don't know, just a name for the sake of example, Cody coming out, staring him down. There was no reason Cody couldn't come down and stare at the belt and that's it. And then you come back to that a few, well, maybe a month or two down the line. Mm -hmm. But yeah, incredibly disappointing. He, not only was it a three hour build to that nothing promo, it was also a 15 minute segment to say that. Yeah. So you got the entrance, Paul Heyman, did a long list of the Bloodline's accomplishments, which sounded more like a Q1 investors call because it's like Peacock uh, subscribers increased by 43%. The box offices for the Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, SummerSlam were up in record-breaking numbers. Um, also, one of those is wrong. Steve Austin was the box office draw for WrestleMania yes. weekend. That's, uh, un that's undisputed fact. Well, you should have had the glass shatter again. <laughs> Make it three, three nights in a row of uh, stunners. Yeah. So, yeah, this was, well, it was nothing. Nothing happened. And this is the Raw after Mania. The expectation is that it's the start of a new season. You debut new characters. You you start the hot new storyline. That's the key to it, right? It's starting a new, like, I'm, I don't need a surprise return. I don't need a shock debut. I don't need, like... The, the, I put up on Twitter yesterday that I thought it was disappointing and that was what in, people instantly thought was like, oh, because it never returned, you thought it was bad. I don't need that. Mm. I just need you to tell me what am I expect? What is the next big storyline in WWE? Because at the moment, there are no big storylines in WWE. And like, Raw After Mania set up no big storylines in WWE. And that, I think, is a really shocking use of your three hours of television. Here's the other uh, defenses mm -hmm. of this that I, that I have seen. Um, I knew that um, a tweet that I had done had blown up in some capacity because I was then getting replies from people that don't follow me calling me certain names oh, wow. and saying that this is why no one takes Russell Talk seriously anymore, that sort of thing, right? Um, the two common defences I saw were Roman's injured, so you couldn't do anything, and it's called a cliffhanger, and every TV show <laughs> does this. <laughs> That's not a cliffhanger. That's, what I thought, yeah, <laughs> That's no. a blue ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, I think you need to look up what the definition of what a cliffhanger is. Well, let's just look, up, you know, to, to be cynical about it, let's look what happened on this show. Cody Rhodes said he wants to go for the championship. Yeah. I would say that is the, the biggest thing of note to come on this episode. You know, that means something. I'm mm -hmm. not talking Veer. I'm not talking Ezekiel. Those are lower mid-card things at best. That was an actual hint towards something big. So what we got next... Uh, women's tag, nothing. Kevin Owens promo, nothing really. We got Ezekiel coming out, which is a repackaged Elias, which is sort of a, a fun comedy gimmick, but ultimately means nothing. Um, Veer debuted. Well, I think you've got to look <laughs> at the promos 
the segments. It's not like some of the matches and well, stuff. I do, because... you know, I'll, I'll keep going. Bianca Belair promo said nothing. It was just like, I did a baby. I, I'm the champion. Baby face, generic stuff. No new challenger. No angle. No new storyline there. Bron Breaker won the NXT title. But that's for a different show. Bobby Lashley, uh, MVP turned on. Bobby sided with a moss. I guess that's something kind of of note, but I don't care about it. And I can tell you exactly why there's, but we'll get to it when we get to it. Vega and Carmella broke up. Something of note, but I don't care about it. Uh, Austin Theory got another win over Balor. It's the same stuff that was happening as before. Edge got a promo with Damian Priest. They are a new faction, but they got together the previous night. They beat up AJ Styles, so no new developments. Uh, Street Profits beat Alpha Academy, and then the Roman promo. Nothing forwarded anything on the one show a year where it's the most important to do that and ride off that wave of momentum from Mania. That's exactly right. This is, like, statistically the biggest show of the year. It's the biggest episode of Raw every single year, and I don't think this did a good enough job of making me, the viewer, be excited for next week's Raw, not even next week's SmackDown. Because, like, what was Roman going to say on next week's <coughs> SmackDown? Watch Raw? <laughs> well, it, it, that's the new gimmick. It's like Chris Jericho when he teased <laughs> speaking all the time. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Let's see what you guys think on the Ultra Chats, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars. Double L, Liam Leonard. Oh, Liam. Says, well, that was pants. <laughs> Why, when we have something positive, WWE has to have 500 negatives. And for F's sake, stop pinning Finn and let him be on a pay-per-view. I think Finn hasn't even had five wins this year so far and hasn't won on a pay-per-view since Mania versus Bobby Lashley. For F's sake. Jam that jam. Hasn't won a pay per view on Mania since Lashley. When? When was that? Balor versus Lashley. Because it wasn't last year's Mania, because that was Bobby Drew. Well, he hasn't won for years on, on a pay per view. That's. I know. Because it wouldn't have been the Mania before that either, because who was Bobby facing then? Was it like Alistair Black or something he had a match mm, with? God, I can't remember. Oh, dear. Riot DR. Oh, you do, you do this. It's so <laughs> much better. Hey, yo. Today I have chosen positivity. Priest and Edge look fantastic. I agree. Cody was at his finest. And in a land of basic lame entrance themes, Bobby Lashley and Amos both have pretty sweet songs. Love you guys. No particular reason. Jam the jammiest jam. Did you see uh, Brody King's tweets? Yes. He said, this is what happens when you get the House of Black on Wish.com. I called them the House of Purple. It's, I did a pop for that. Drew Snyder. Raw After Mania shouldn't be a... Sorry, Raw After Mania should be about fans like me who follow WWE through avenues like WrestleTalk but don't actively watch and giving us a reason we need to watch. I feel like they failed for me. Ezekiel? This com- oh, I don't I don't like to do with this company for Ezekiel. But the man wrote I know, but I, I liked the Ezekiel angle. I like the Ezekiel angle too, but he's, he's paid his money. This company. Yes. yes I could have thought it was a big smiley one. This company. <laughs> this, co- this company. The Ezekiel thing's brilliant. Uh, Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. So just as I said yesterday, WWE have gone back to rubbish. Glad I didn't stay up for that. Recorded and watched Raw for the first time in a long time, and wow, that was poor. Back to just keeping up with you, lads. Also, sign King J to Wrestle Talk. Jam that jam. There's a, got a King J section out there. Uh, he's upstairs. Is he upstairs again? Yeah, he just might think so. Everybody knows that's where he works. <laughs> just, just literally upstairs. He'll just be in the chat in a bit, just being like, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> Carlos Ruiz. Hello, Wrestle Lads. First time Ultra Chatter. Ten years ago, Raw After Mania came off the heels of Rock vs. Cena, and the main event segment of that Raw had Lesnar return and F5 John Cena. Ten years later, the main event segment of Raw After Mania was just an announcement. It wasn't even an announcement. No, it wasn't even an announcement. It was basically just telling you, the audience, what's made that. And, like, I think about the viewing audience, how frustrating it is. About the paying audience that were there in attendance to see the Raw After Mania, and they were told, you bought tickets for the wrong show. Mm. Chocobo Kid, finally for now. It wasn't a complete waste of time, since it was a good time with the boys. Thanks, mate. Oh, isn't that nice? We did have fun on the stream yesterday. Um, before we get on with the full play-by-play review of Raw, let's have another message from Beer. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Get yourself not one, not two, not three, but ten free craft beers on us. It is a fabulous subscription service. All you got to do is pay for that sweet-ass postage and packaging, and you will have ten beautiful, delicious, flavorful craft beers delivered to your front door. 
Beer52 have been a very good sponsor to Rustle Podcast. Please show them some love by clicking the link in the video description down below or the one being posted by our wonderful moderating team. I bloody love Beer52.com. When they first started sponsoring us about sort of five or so years ago, it was like we were approached by a third party. People were like, this company is looking to sponsor you. And I was so excited. Mm. I messed them back being like, oh, I'm a subscriber to this. Yeah. Like I was a subscriber before they started sponsoring us. I was like, I love this company. And we then have cultivated a very good relationship with them over the years. And I get a bit giddy when I email them. So I'm like, oh, I love you guys. It's like they're famous. I know. <laughs> they, are. they were to me because yeah, I'm like, yeah. I think your service is really good. So yeah, beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. <laughs> UK people only, of course. Of course, because we're the best. This episode of Raw at least opened hot, I would say, because they opened on the Cody Rhodes promo. A lot of expectation and intrigue going into this episode. It was probably well, it was the only hyped thing on the show going in. There were three things announced for uh, Raw before the show started, and that was Cody Rhodes' promo, Roman Reigns cutting a promo, and Veer, McMahon, Veer Mahan was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Veer McMahon. Veer McMahon. Uh, according to Fightful, uh, there was a lot of, like, on the running order the Cody and Roman segments kept being swapped throughout the day. They hadn't made a decision until 10 minutes before the show, which was going to open and which was going to close. I mean, the Cody one would have definitely been the better dramatic close. But even then, it wasn't a crazy big angle to send people home on. Uh, But at least it had some substance to it. Yes, yes. Of of all the bad ideas, that's the best bad idea, as they say in Argo. Maybe I guess it's because the Roman segment did so well in the ratings last week that they thought, okay, well, let's save that for the end. People will stick around for Hopefully, it. Hopefully, yeah, try and bump up that third hour. So Cody comes out, the, <coughs> the Cody Vader. I love the shot where his head was just at the bottom. <sighs> like, this is, your, this is only your first time doing it on TV. You've got to get used to using the Cody Vader and... It was just him sort of poking his head and being like, is it time? Yeah. Are you ready? It's like uh, in, um, not Groundhog Day, uh, Caddyshack. <laughs> where it's just Cody's head at the bottom. Yeah, is it it? Okay, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, so he did a full entrance. He got a hero's reaction from the crowd. I thought the reaction was okay. Okay. I thought that actually the crowd all night, this didn't feel like a Raw After Mania crowd. Um, the only time it felt like a Raw After Mania crowd was when they were chanting, we don't care mm. at Edge and Priest. And I'm like, guys, this is one of the few good things <laughs> in the company. Don't say bad about this one. Yeah. Uh, well, I, th- I came across to me like a big reaction. Uh, no AEW chance. Again. Still. Still. So very impressive. Cody chance. You deserve a chance. Welcome home chance. You did it chance? Or was that for the Bianca one? I can't remember. Uh, but Cody cut a promo. Quite a long promo, but... You know, it's a Cody promo. It's going to be good. He said how easy it was for him to return to WWE, like it was the best decision for him. And he should, the, the crux of it is he shows a picture of his father that was in his father's bedroom all the time when he was a kid. And it's him holding up the WWF. WWF? The WWF championship. Championship from the 70s. And Cody was like, oh my God, my dad was the champion. Turns out he never actually won the belt because that was a count out. He won that match by a count out. He never held it. So he said, I want to win the championship. My dad avoid like my dad didn't get. Um, and he's finally ready. Which is 
a really cool idea. And I was listening to Wrestling Observer and Brian Alvarez was like, if he fights for the title at SummerSlam, he's got to win via countout. <gasps> oh, that is good, though. That's superb. And then you do the actual title change at Mania, mm. which apparently is what they did with Lex Luger. Uh, what, like <coughs> one by a count out? And he's in his big sort of yeah, Lex yeah. Express run. And that was a disastrous booking decision. Well, <laughs> yes, but it was also 1995. Yeah. And like nothing worked for them in 1995 whatsoever. I think it's a, re it's a hell of a story if they lean into that. What I really liked about this promo and the reason why I think this is probably the lone highlight of the show, an, an ironic uh, lone highlight of the show because there was a Zeke after all, <laughs> um, is that this sets up a character beat for him. This is character progression, a brand new character for him in a way. And when he now goes for the WWE title, there is an emotional heft and weight behind it, as opposed to just being like, I want to be the champion. I want to be the very best like no one ever was. He has now got a reason to go after that belt. And now we as fans are invested in that reason. So a very successful promo this was. It's a really good point. Seth Rollins came down afterwards and I, I was like, oh, no, I didn't. I don't want them to continue the feud. I want something new. And... Seth just shook his hand. I thought that was really well done. I did caught me completely off guard. I don't think it's a babyface turn for Seth. I just think it's this is a big, big guy in WWE, and he is welcoming Cody back to the company. They've got that shared father figure of Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, do it for Dusty. I'm overcoming my heel persona to wish you well. I thought it was really good. I really, I thought Seth was very cool in, in the way that he came down to the ring and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy this a lot. Like you, I was worried. They're like, oh man, they're just going to run it back. Mm. Looks like they're not. So thumbs up for that. Also, thank you for the chat. Correct me. It was 93, not 1995. Also a bad time for... Yeah, <laughs> also, nothing went right for them then either. I, the only thing... And I said, again, on Front Street, I'm an AEW mark. Even though I, you know, hate on it so much, apparently... That's sort of where my heart is, particularly with the Cody story. And the crime bits felt more performative here than they did when he cut promos before. Sean said this on the Fight For Review, being like, it felt like he was trying to not force the tears, but just like, if I cried here, this will be really emotional. Mm. And the tears never quite came. Yeah. I think that the maybe it's because he's told this story like two times over the weekends. So telling it now so for all a, the interviews, exactly all the interviews he's done, all the press conferences he's done, where he's told the reason why he came back. So maybe now doing it for a third time, hmm. you've kind of got all that emotion out of you, and so you don't really have that sort of like first punch of it. The first time, he, like I think the time when he came the closest to really crying was when he mentioned his kid hmm. and said that his kid has got his his dad's eyes. That was the time I thought they, it was genuine tears. But there were other times where I was like, if I cried here, this would be yeah. this would be really good. Yeah. And it never quite happened. We'll say though, like this was, it felt like an AEW promo. Mm. Yeah, definitely felt. Well, I think he said that he was unscripted. He could go out there and say what he wanted. And I think is that is great. For, I think that yeah. is way for the best. Like it didn't feel like a WWE promo. After that, we got Naomi and Sasha Banks defending their freshly won women's. No, they weren't. No, they didn't. This wasn't a title match. Sorry, sorry. It was a championship contenders match. That's actually annoyingly important to this review. <laughs> They were defending. They weren't defending. They were having a match against Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. Meh. Good action. Don't believe in anything. And Naomi and Sasha won clean. Rhea Ripley 
then walk to the back, leaving Liv by herself. Which is interesting because there had been a report earlier in the day that Edge's faction is getting some new members and Rhea Ripley is one of those names that is rumoured to be part of that faction. Yes, please. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Unfortunately, we've ha- we have to sit through this crap to get there. So let's just do the whole thing. Um, Liv Morgan goes up to Rhea later on and is like, what, what happened there? And Ripley's like, it's okay. I've asked the worst general managers ever if we can just have a title match anyway next week. They said okay. So we've got a title match next week. So they set up a title match by having <laughs> the challengers lose to the champions. In a match specifically designed to give them a title shot. I have zero idea how anyone could have written this down on paper, looked at it and be like, well, that makes sense. Go, let's run with that. And then also, I've, as, even before I read the Edge stuff, I was like, oh, okay, so Ripley's going to turn on Morgan when they lose again next week. Yeah. So why do that here? Yeah, why not do this here? Yeah. What? Why ju- just have them win a number one contenders match Naomi and Sasha are watching on from ringside. You do the match next week, and that's when you do the split fresh. Yeah, and we actually said on the stream last night, you could have had them beat Zelina and Carmella (coughs) and then done their breakup angle there because Carmella and Queen Zelina's match didn't happen in the end because they just did a breakup angle. You're totally right. It's so frustrating that they look at someone like Rhea Ripley and think, the only way we can tell any stories with you is by partnering you with a random other woman. You have rubbish tags with them for a couple of months and then you leave them undramatically. Yeah, this was this was a, a bad sign of things to come, unfortunately. But not the next segment. Not the next segment. <laughs> oh no, this was... Awesome. Kevin Owens comes out. He uh, just says, I had a bad, bad back. That's why I lost the Stone Cold. Doing all the usual heel stuff. And then he's interrupted by generic music and generic Tron. And this, guy's com- this guy comes out and he looks like he's walked right out of late noughties mid-card WWE. I'm pretty sure he was on season two of NXT. So what I, yeah, I said something similar. And just everything about him is generic. And I'm like... Is this someone new? And then he gets in the ring and clean shaven, but big, big dark hair. Owens looks at him and says, Elias, is that you? And I twigged that it was Elias just before. I thought Owens' delivery was perfect. It was so good because the Titantron said Ezekiel. Mm. When me and Pete did the live reaction this last night, we thought that it brought back Ezekiel Jackson. And we're like, oh my God, they brought back Ezekiel Jackson. Then this guy walks out and Pete's like, who's that? And I was like, is that Elias? Yeah. And I just I sort of recognize the face like, I think that's Elias. And this is a new name for him. And he gets in the ring. And you're right, like the Kevin Owens delivery of Elias, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> and Ezekiel then grabs the microphone and says, no, I'm Ezekiel. I'm Elias's younger brother. <laughs> and Kevin Owens like, no, no, you're Elias. <laughs> <laughs> if the... If this new story is Kevin Owens slowly going mad <laughs> as he tries to prove that uh, that Ezekiel is actually just Elias, there's a lot Why of layers. Why did KO resign? If that's it, <laughs> well, he got to have a main event. Got the, yeah, the WrestleMania main event. Three years of silly comedy, fun comedy. Though. I thought this was so so funny. I thought that Kevin Owens was fantastic. Yeah. I thought that 
Ezekiel was really good in this. He was. Ezekiel's Twitter account now. He's taken over Elias's old Twitter account. Because as we all know, Elias is dead. Mm. Elias died. We literally saw him getting buried. Well, we didn't literally see... We saw a gravestone and then Elias walk off. Yeah. Uh, that, but that was probably Ezekiel who, bur- who burying looked, his younger brother. Who looked exactly like Elias with a beard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, Elias dead. So anyway... He's now taken over Elias's Twitter, and his Twitter name is Ezekiel Bracket Elias's younger brother. Close bracket. <laughs> but the Twitter handle is I am Elias WWE. <laughs> when he said that he's not Elias, the crowd chanted, "Yes, you, you are." are. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's, I think there's two ways you can really run with this. It's got a lot of potential. It really has. Either, like you said. It's just Kevin Owens. <laughs> Everyone, Everyone else so, plays a new guy. Oh, what happened to Elias, man? <laughs> Haven't seen him around. And Owens just—that's really funny. Or everyone's like, "No, dude, you're not. A, <laughs> you're not Ezekiel. You're Elias." It's a lot like. Um, I wonder if actually he's a producer on this. It's Chris Parks in TNA when he came out as Abyss's brother, the the lawyer Chris Parks from Park Parks and Parks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that. That really, that was one of the better storylines in the last, like, in the teen era of, of TNA. But the the reason that worked is because, you know, it's very meek and mild as Joseph Parks. But then he raged into a monster. What's Ezekiel going <laughs> to rage into? Also boring Elias. Just doing the big old elbow drop. <laughs> oh, can you imagine, like, you know, Ezekiel's having a match, the guitar string goes, and I was like... <gasps> But wait, maybe he's not dead. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential. I mean, this isn't is a massive step down for Kevin Owens after losing to and Steve Austin at WrestleMania. This feels like a massive step down from him being involved in the WWE Championship yeah. picture, being involved with Seth Rollins. It looks like that tag team just isn't happening oh, anymore, which is a shame. And so this feels like a huge step down. However, I think Owens is going to have a lot of fun doing this, uh, and so at least he's having fun. Yeah. Uh, as you said, Seth and KO was like, oh my god, what if Seth thinks it is Ezekiel? And they do keep the tag team together, but this is what breaks them up. <laughs> I think there's also potential to get Sammy involved in this. <coughs> Conspiracy theory Sammy. Yeah, he's the only other one that believes him. Yeah. We're, we're putting way more thought into this than WWE have, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Watch this space. It could end up being nothing, but also it could be 2022's Miz Dow. Which was good. Partly because he looks like Miz <laughs> yes. Dow. Uh, speaking of Miz, oh. Miz took on Dominic. He squashed him in 45 seconds. This was just a setup for Veer, who came down, booted Dominic in the face. He destroyed Rey Mysterio and then he tapped out Dominic. Um, and then he posed. And that that was what we waited six months for. We had a poll run during the show last night because Pete said he thought Pete thought this was a good debut for Veer. Mm. I made the argument was sure what he did was good. He had good intensity about him. Locking on that submission was really cool. Dominic was putting him over like a, you know poor old Dominic just got squashed in forty five seconds by the Miz. My point was we've been building to this for mm. six months and this is the best that they could come up with. You could have done this two weeks after doing the Veer is Coming promo videos, and it would have had the exact same impact. I thought they were do- waiting until the Raw After Mania to do something really big with him, because the really the Raw After Mania crowd will... 
like the a good comparison to this is Hook. Hook got over almost by accident because AEW never promoted that Hook's going to be this big thing. He was just standing there in the background and all the team town stuffs, and the internet made him a meme. The internet was just like send Hook, and the internet got him over, and that then spread into the live <coughs> crowds who were then massively into Hook stuff. And then when Hook debuted. It was this incredible debut where like, oh my God, maybe he's the best thing ever. Yeah. So it was like just a lot of great things coming together at once. It was almost by accident with AEW and the crowd made this the big thing, right? With WWE, they didn't have any plans for Veer, but the internet made him a meme. The internet made him a big deal. And what you did here was just every generic heel beating down a smaller guy that we have seen in 30 years of this company. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's lazy. It's what you said. It's disappointing. Yeah, really disappointing. Uh, so the poll we did was, was it actually good? And it was, uh, I think, 70% thought it was not a good mm. uh, debut. Also, fun fact, we did a second poll. 70% of our audience thought that night one was better than night two. Well, I, I, I won't argue with that. For whatever reason, though, I freaking love night two more. Uh, Bianca Belair then came out, cut a promo. We've already mentioned this there's literally nothing else to say she took off her sunglasses revealed she's got a black eye i imagine from that rolling thunder becky boot to her face 100 uh, which was cool <laughs> i was like yeah realism um but there was nothing really said in this promo nothing was set up no new challenges no new storylines yeah i mean they pete noticed that they were putting some pyro on the stage that he thought that's going to be setting up someone to come back or but nope it was just pyro to be like and she's the champ now. Blah. No Asuka, no Bailey, no Lacey Evans, <sighs> no Becky. Just like no one. Bianca now doesn't have a direction. And that's uh, for your season premiere. And it's a bad, bad start. Dolph Ziggler took on Brom Breaker in another NXT title match after defending it successfully at Saturday's Stand and Deliver. When was this announced? On the show? On the show. Just randomly, during the show, it just came up with a graphic being like, Ron Breaker's taken on Dolph Ziggler. To tell you how last minute this was, there was an advert for NXT 2.0 later on in the show that said, see the fallout of Dolph Ziggler retaining the title against Bron Breaker at Stand and Deliver on Wednesday, on Tuesday's night NXT. This was a massively last minute decision. Ziggler took on Breaker. They had an okay match. Mm -hmm. Nothing really that special. I don't even think Breaker looked that good, particularly to an audience that knows nothing about him. Uh, this is probably the smartest, one of the smartest crowds you'll get all year. Even they weren't that into it. And Brom Breaker, sort of, the, the, the finish on Saturday was super kick and... There was an exposed the turn. Cover. There was an exposed turnbuckle <coughs> spot on uh, on the stand and deliver. Mm. And they sort of played that up in this because Dolph did the turnbuckle again. And for a company that loves doing recaps, they didn't do a single recap of Stand and Liver. There's a video package for Bron Breaker, but they had no video package to tell you, the viewer who didn't see Stand and Liver, what happened in their match. That surely is a really simple thing you could have done. The other simple thing you could have done here was have the Steiners come out with him. 100%. Why the Steiners were not out with him here? I thought the whole point of the Steiners going to the Hall of Fame was to do something with Bron Breaker. If you had the Steiners at ringside, not only does it make sense because Robert Roode is on the other side and they can kind of nullify him, 
but it gives Breaker the rub. It lets a lot of the viewers who wouldn't know who he is because they don't watch NXT, oh, he's the son of the Steiners. Not of, not like Scott and Rick had a son together, but you know what I mean. They took DNA from both <laughs> of them to create the ultimate. He's a genetic freak. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the crowd would have been into it, just from a live event perspective. Yeah. They would cheer for the Steiners. So all Scott would have to do is... Exactly. Big Fat pop asses! Do his big popper pump stuff and it'd have been grand. You, I think in your review, did you make a comparison to this? Is like This is like Zack Ryder winning the ECW championship. Very close. I said, I said Jack Swagger. <laughs> <laughs> and that is exactly what this felt like. Yeah. A really, like, someone winning the European title. It, it felt like a nothing deal. And clearly it was a very last minute thing. I think it shows how NXT 2.0 is failing to capture any audience now. I know they get viewership, but do they get engaged, loyal viewership? Because you did not... If, imagine if this was an NXT championship match from any year before this one. Yeah. People would be going crazy. I Last can... year, it would have been, what, Adam Cole? Yeah. yeah Adam Cole, yeah. Uh... Last year, yeah. Well, 2.0 wasn't around then, so Cole would have still been with the company. Yeah. I don't know if he was champion at that point. Who would have been champion at? Was Cross the champion at that point? I think he vacated. This is annoying me. Who was the champion <laughs> uh, in uh, April 2021? But you're right. Like if that had been in front of crowds, like that probably would have got a pretty good reaction. A it, huge reaction. Or I would like say. when Champa or Gargano was champion or something like mm. that coming out to defend the belt would have been a really really big deal. And actually, the internet would have gone mad for it, but it didn't really happen. And I think that's because NXT's medium viewer is 60 years old. Despite the fact that WWE's marketing of 2.0 is, it's for kids, it's this bright, colourful thing. Yeah, it's like that. And it's just a load of old dudes are watching the show, which is so weird because it's the horniest show in <laughs> WWE. Well, tell Corey and Carmella that. Oh, I, I feel like they've seen NXT 2.0 and I was like, we need to out-horny them now. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is just... I, I honestly keep forgetting... It's amazing. I don't think anyone knows who the NXT champion was because someone said it was uh, Finn Balor, someone said it was Lee, someone said it was Cross, someone said it was Samoa Joe, Balor. It feels like they're just naming people now. <laughs> people from the last year of NXT. This is, yeah, this, this is, I keep forgetting it happened. Yeah. I had actually forgotten it happened until I was reading your review. Bobby Lashley comes out now. Well, MVP comes out first. Has a nice little neat line because he's amazing where he says, Bobby Lashley, he's amazing. He won at WrestleMania. Didn't even need me. Which played into, skip to the end, Amos comes out to challenge Bobby to another match. MVP turns on Lashley. Now, can I pose a... So, this segment didn't work for me. Mm. I think the idea of MVP turning on Bobby Lashley and siding with Amos is a really good idea. Right, I think there's some because Amos isn't the world's greatest talker. MVP is an amazing talker, and I think that MVP can use his incredible skills and charisma to try and make Amos feel like a bigger deal. Because I think Amos has floundered since he left AJ Styles. Because mm -hmm. all he does comes out, does it with his big Jackamo jacket, and he does squash matches, and that is it, and no one cares. I think MVP might make people care. However. I've already seen Bobby beat him. Mm. I've seen Bobby take him off his feet on the Raw after Raw before Mania, and then I've seen him beat Amos at WrestleMania. So why am I supposed to care now? Like, I've already seen the hero overcome the giant. He speared a man in the back. 
Where else is there to go? Why didn't you just do this angle at WrestleMania mm. and have Amos beat Lashley? <laughs> and then you can have the babyface trying to mount the comeback and topple the giant. Uh-huh. He's already toppled. The- Jack's already beaten the beanstalk and the giant. And now it's supposed to be like, and now you've got to care about the giant again. You've got to wait to see if Bobby can do it. Like He's already done it. it yeah, if this was a sequel, like a movie sequel to the, the match, I'd be like, but th- no, that's rubbish. It's Force Awakens. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. That's that's a much better way of having done it. Uh, and the other negative for this is Bobby Lashley is now one-dimensional, I'm happy to be here, smile, Bobby, smile, Lashley. Yeah, you said this on, uh, I think it, I can't remember which show it was now, where you kept saying, they're just taking away, chipping away all of the things we really liked about Bobby Lashley. When Bobby Lashley was at his most super awesome over hurt business Bobby Lashley with Cedric and Shelton and MVP and every week just chipping away all of those cool points and now we've taken away the last thing that we really liked about Bobby Lashley's act and now he's just, he may as well just have sisters again. Vince never wanted the hurt business. That wasn't his idea. That was sort of an MVP creation it looks like. Vince wanted almighty AR graphics. He wants... He doesn't. I don't think he ever wanted Bobby as a heel. No. I think he looks at Bobby. He's like, well, he was in the army. He's a baby face. <laughs> Queen Zelina and Carmella came out for a match against Shayna Baszler and Natalia. I'm almost grateful it didn't happen <laughs> because Zelina <laughs> heel on heel matches. Zelina then said to Carmella, uh, "I blame you for losing the titles." Uh, and Corey is hot, and that was too much for Carmella. And Carmella brawled. And then Carmella ended up in Corey's lap and they just started snogging. Yep, she clearly didn't care about that tag team or the titles much because she just wants to bone her dude. <laughs> Can't wrestle, Zelina! <laughs> I just want to get want to get screwed! Oh! And Corey's there like, yeah, I want to screw you! We just had a whole routine during the live reactions of like what that show basically is, which is just Corey being like, dildos, am I right? <laughs> oh, look, I left them on the bed. How did that happen? Oh, my no, wa- now they're in my bottom. <laughs> my girlfriend, right? <laughs> Tits. <laughs> <sighs> they then play <laughs> the <re-edit> of the <laughs> They're playing recaps of what happened at WrestleMania all night. And this one was Vince's stunner. And I was like, how are they gonna do this? WWE's editing department are the greatest in the world. And they using like this mixture of slow motion somehow cutting to images, then different camera angles. I'm pretty sure they might have just CGI'd a different guy in to be Vince McMahon. Just went down and reshot it. <laughs> so they were in the 2K studios. There's <laughs> Mo Ca- Christopher Daniels is Mo Capin for it to take a stunner. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. Didn't look as bad. Still uh, looked pretty bad though. <laughs> on the Blu-ray release of this, that's the version that will be in the final cut. Yeah. Like they, the, all of the stumbling <laughs> will be removed from history. And I, I reckon in a couple of months' time, once that Blu-ray is out that will be the version that's sent on the network. Mm. So the replays won't have the stumbling Vince. Yeah. But we'll always have the stumbling Vince. In the same way they took away Poncho Joe from last year's <laughs> WrestleMania in the re-edit of WrestleMania 37, <laughs> we'll always have Poncho Joe in our hearts. Why can't you have, on for, for WrestleMania 37, the, pre- the kickoff show, then the rain period as a different episode, and then the main card? I like it. RK Bro... Uh, actually... Well, no, I say this. RK Bro and Finn Balor took on the Usos and Austin Theory next. 
really good promo backstage beforehand. Austin Theory's in the middle, and you've got Jimmy and Jay either side of him, slightly behind him, kind of like his bad thoughts. And they're cutting this promo like, you're not good enough, you lost. To Other a commentator. Than, yeah. And it's kind of, it wasn't done goofily. I thought it was really, really well done. Theory's facials were excellent. And he got over that this, he still used the selfie stuff a lot when he came down and after he won. Spoiler. But it felt more aggressive. This felt like a new, a new version of Austin. When this match started, King J and Pete turned to me and said, like, who do you think is taking the pin of this match? I was like, lad, Finn Balor's right there. Like, it's clearly Finn Balor. <laughs> he, he has lost three times in the last four days and didn't have a match at WrestleMania. Pin Balor over here. Yeah. Just like, poor lad. That's good. Has anyone said Pin Balor? I think we've used Pin Balor before because there was a string of time when he was just getting pinned on TV all the time. I think we used Pin Balor. That is good. Uh, fun match. Went about 10 minutes. Orton's hot tag is amazing. And yes, Austin pinned Balor, which is what you want. Just why, why don't you just do it as a singles <coughs> match now just having Austin Theory win the title on this show? At least it would have been something happening. The NXT Championship changed hands. Uh, you know, when you're right, you're right. Uh, then we got the Edge promo. I really, really dig what Edge is doing came out he looked awesome his music's awesome and interestingly he said he didn't expect priest to help him out at wrestlemania that was not part of his plan i just assumed he had recruited priest so damien comes down he explains his side of things and said hey when you were cutting your promos about aj styles and about the audience and why you're doing what you're doing now it spoke to me i want in so now that like yeah they're, they're this new ministry. God, they look so cool together mm. as well. Like really, really awesome together. I mean, like I know Brody King made his tweet about like a wish.com version of the House of Black, and I kind of get what he means because it's a very House of Black style thing. But it's still very, very cool. House of Black is very, very cool. I think <laughs> Edge and Priest together look awesome. I think pre like Edge in his big velour suits mm. that he's got looks really cool. And Priest, this is the first time since NXT that Priest has looked cool again. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And I love that. This isn't Bad Bunny's my mate Priest. This isn't, ooh, am I a baddie? Am I a goodie <laughs> Priest? Ooh, which side of me are you going to get? Jekyll and Hyde. This is just I'm cool Damien Priest. Mm -hmm. And he looked so awesome. And I'm I'm fully on board for this act. AJ comes out, uh, doesn't knock his head, and brawls with Priest and Edge, but too many people, numbers overcome him, they lay him out. They do a sort of double team move of a spear and a lariat to the back. So uh, it was like a high-low. Yeah. With, um, yeah, it's like, uh, they, so it was a sweep of the leg and the spear. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. So it was a high-low, but with a spear, right. and it was really, really awesome. That makes me excited, because that says to me, they're working on tag team offense versus uh, randy orton cool edge versus randy orton again it works now though uh, uh, i do you know what? Like, <coughs> i thought this was really cool there are reports of other uh, names being added to this and i would make the arguments not i don't need surprise returns don't need debuts this now either, but if you're going to do the raw after mania show and get people really excited for the future maybe you have one of those members join mm. this week i think i if ripley is a name god damn i think that could be awesome do you know who the other name is Tommaso Ciampa but Ripley as a heel alongside Edge as her manager feuding with Bianca Belair that's really compelling yeah if only that had been set up on this show mm -hmm. 
Um, the officials, for once, stopped a concerto on AJ Styles. Yeah, well, Jamie Noble got in there. Like, at last, Jamie Noble's here. <laughs> He'll sort them out. Uh, and the final thing we'll talk about, because we've covered the Roman promo, Street Profits took on Alpha Academy in a... Well, it started as a normal match, but Adam Pearce was like, no, it should be a Texas Tornado match. And that... I don't know if the guys knew about that in advance because they then seemed out of place for the next five minutes. Yeah, I, I actually wasn't expecting a match here at all mm. because like when Edge came out for his promo, there was like 45 minutes left of the show or something. I was like, well, Edge is going to have a long promo. Roman's going to have a long entrance. And actually, because it's the main event segment, you'd imagine there's going to be something of substance to it. It's probably no time for another match. But, you know, they had a five, little, five minute match here. The Street Profits won. Nothing was achieved. Yeah. And that not, not, is... Not even the Gable Stevenson. No. Which you'd think. Well, you had to go to school. <laughs> and that is the Raw after Mania. Yeah. Wow. And I, we use this term in the title, <laughs> and we've used it quite a few times today. Disappointing. Really, really disappointing. This is the first proper Raw after Mania since 2019. And it did not feel like the Raw after Mania. This felt like a regular episode of Raw. And coming off the back of those two excellent nights of WrestleMania... This is such a disappointment. Hasn't felt like a, a, you know, Raw After Mania hasn't been good for way before the pandemic. But God damn it, I suckered me and I thought it would be good this time. Every year we I, think it's going to be. I gave it the second lowest score of the year of anything. And the lowest was the Go Home Smackdown episode. So talk about a, a, a delicious sandwich with crap bread. Yeah. Uh, I gave this 35%. Yeah, I'd have given this a 2 out of 5. Because mm. it's not. it wasn't a bad episode of Raw. It was a boring episode of Raw. Made worse because it was the go-home... Uh, sorry, I keep calling it the go-home show. The Raw After Mania. We did have a community poll for this. And surprisingly, 48% thought this was a 3 out of 5 average show. 18% saying it was 2 out of 5. 15% saying it was 1 out of 5. 12% saying it was 4 out of 5. That is a big middle finger uh, result there. <laughs> for Stone Cold. <laughs> Well, that's 33% of people thought it was significantly below average. Yeah. Ultra Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get your chats in now. Last call for those. The Rich, the Rick Peck says, over the past year, I've watched less and less WWE and more AEW, having been loyally watching for years. WrestleMania 38 renewed my love of it, and then Raw made me realise that renewal was a flash in the pan, despite interest in Roman and Cody and Edge being my fave. Assassin Slayer 65 was one of those people that decided to watch Raw after not watching it for years due to a great WrestleMania weekend, ended up falling asleep right as RK Bro came out. Feels like I didn't really miss anything, though. I was disappointed nonetheless. Uh, Meloas. Melas. I only watch WrestleMania when it comes to WWE. Decided to watch Raw. However, ended up falling asleep after the Cody promo. What a win that was from me. By the way, Bala Bobby match was at WrestleMania 35. Is that the last time he's won on pay-per-view? Was WrestleMania 35? I suppose he'd go to NXT for a couple of years. Apparently so. <coughs> a main roster pay-per-view. Yeah. Damn. 
Jake Egan. Hi lads, just wanted to say the reason I think we didn't get a typical travelling Raw after Mania crowd is because people outside of America may still be wary of travelling there and be COVID hesitant, hence a rather subdued atmosphere than usual. Yeah, I'd say that's Mm -hmm. part of it. Yeah. But um, also the quality of the show, I'd say, is a a bigger driver. Because you, there's been better crowds than this in America for WWE and AEW. Countless times over the last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the Patrical. I just don't get how you can put a show like this after a great WrestleMania. Do you think that WWE really believe they've booked great big moments for this Raw after Mania? I can't believe they thought this show was good enough for the biggest roar of the year. Well, I mean, yeah, I think you sort of made this point in your review, but who were the biggest stars coming out of WrestleMania? It was Pat McAfee, Johnny Knoxville, Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. And none of them are on Raw because they're the celebrities that are just doing the one WrestleMania night. I it's what CM Punk said on the the Cabana podcast. Like, look, I'm I'm fine doing a match with Brock Lesnar and losing to him, but Brock's not there on Monday night, and I am. I don't mind doing the Undertaker match and losing to Undertaker at WrestleMania, but Undertaker's not on Monday night, and I am. And Punk's you know, his point was just like, all I'm doing is I'm just putting over these part timers and these legends and bigger stars, but then I've got to do all the work for the rest of the year while they just come and have one night of greatness, and that's what WrestleMania was this year. A lot of celebrities getting big wins. And now we've got another year of the boys and girls doing all of the hard work and carrying the company on their back just so they can lose to the celebrities again at WrestleMania. Josh Tilly. Really crap, Raw. Can they bring back Bailey and Asuka already? But on the bright side, at least Veer finally came. Poor lad has been building up for that for months. Wilson Simons. Agreed, Luke. I spent a lot of money this weekend and I really wish I would have known I could have saved a lot of it by not going to a nothing show. Jam that jam, fellas. Still the most fun weekend of my life. Well, it sounds like Wilson was there. Yeah, Wilson, yeah, it sounds like it. And at least you have a fun weekend, but you're right, like this, yeah, that paying audience. Mm. Because those are pricey tickets for the Raw After Mania. Charles Berg said, you guys didn't think the man who created Retribution member Spunk wouldn't have some (laughs) Edge faction names? The Edge Appreciation Society, the Purple's Court, the New Brood, or the Nude, the the, the Purple Cobras, Rick Recompense, the Purple Ninjas. Jam that jam. Purple Nurples. Purple Nurples. I like the Nude. Yeah. Um, I like Purple's Court. Anthony Velasquez, sucks to see the women's tag division relegated back to where it was. I guess the women's tag belt served its purpose mania. Now WWE are going back to breaking up all of the tag teams. Um, It's exactly where it was. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't properly treated before mania. Nope. It wasn't treated well at mania. Or last year's mania. This is exactly where it's always been. A total afterthought for people that are just sitting around backstage. These tag belts have not meant anything since Bailey and Banks held on to them yeah. for that summer of Bailey. Dark 73 loved how Byron had one job to get it right with when Roman was making his entrance. The t-shirts could not be more appropriate. Greatness on another level. Ah, yes. Goer mode engaged. (laughs) They keep getting it wrong Hmm. because it's greatness on a different level. So God all mode. It's meant to be God mode. Yeah, it's... It's a bit tortured. It is a bit tortured, a but when slogan. when Michael Cole first introduced it on SmackDown, he called it greatness at a different level. So it was <laughs> Gaddle mode. And now Byron's here calling it go. Guys, it's not that difficult. But maybe you're right. Maybe it is difficult. It's just bad. Well, no, it's not bad. It's just it's a bit naffly contrived, isn't it? Yeah, because you have to pretend that level's not part of it. Yeah, or all the other words. Greatness 
on a different level. I, almost half of the words <laughs> aren't in the acronym. Nikos. So let me get this straight. Winning a championship contender might get you a title shot, but losing one guarantees <laughs> you a title shot. I guess the goal for both the challenger and the champion is to lose the match. I'm so confused. What are the rules? Zoe Sung, you got your Cody 2019 promo. Never come back, Ronda. Logan Paul is a better pro wrestler than Dominic Mysterio. Hmm. Feel bad for Roman. That injury looked like it sucked. I didn't watch Raw. Saw the Cody promo, then went back to watching something else. Happy for Cody, I think. Is it confirmed that uh, Roman's injured, or is it still just speculation? Oh, but he, when he lifted the titles, he went... Yeah, but he lifted both of them up on Raw last night. Yeah, yeah uh, it's... Yeah, nothing... No reports, to my knowledge, have come out that Roman's injured. Um... I guess we'll see. We'll see how much... It's not like you said. It's not like he wrestles week in, week out. Brandon said, Hi, guys. The best thing on the show for me was Bianca taking off her glasses to show her black eye, and people at the same instant started chanting, You deserve it. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> you bunch of assholes. Kimchi Cowboy. When Elias showed up... I think you'll find this as equal. Yeah. Uh, I thought to myself, I thought, Freddie, I thought Eddie Money was dead. Also, Cody needs to ditch the twitching head, squinting eyes, voice crack, crying shtick. Someone already made a gif of him doing the exact same face during the racism oh. promo. Jam that jam. Play emotion file. <laughs> Zoe Sung. Silly people. You only watch the premium live events. Do you really get sad or... Uh, or you get really sad or start doing a percentage grading system <laughs> reviews based instead of stars or numbers out of five. Also, Flair's big boot wins a lot of matches because it's a big steppy. <gasps> the biggest steppy. Well, the actually, one. I would say the coup de grace is the biggest steppy. Uh, oh, maybe the Claymore. That's a, mm. a massive steppy. There's only one of them. That's true. Uh, Riot DR. Okay, Riot Rant. Alexa Bliss, Lacey Evans, Katie Ray, Asuka, Io Shirai, Caden, and Casey Bailey when she's cleared. All of this talent prefer perfect for insertion into a title scenes, and we get a Bianca Belair promo and scoff championship contenders match. Yeah. Start recording. Ezekiel kind of looks like one of those jobbers you can <laughs> hire on 2K22 J uh, GM mode. Jokes. Hey, don't you be knocking brute force. <laughs> He's going to do big things for me on uh, on Raw. Uh, jokes aside, I'm intrigued where this character goes aside from the main events. I think he'll get a healthy mid card run. Four or five months. Yeah, lower mid card, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, actually, someone's made the point in the chat here. Uh, kimchi, the bro kick is the ultimate steppy. Yeah, it's probably the most protected. Anonymous, I think Roman will unify the belt. He already has. They, well, he's the undisputed. They said it was a title unification match. It's just there's words. No, there's no getting around that. It's just words. They called it a title, and he then came out as the undisputed champion. They have unified the belts. No, no. Can, can you... Are they mutually exclusive? Can, if it's undisputed, does it also have to be unified? Because well, that's is, not it, how I understand it. It is when it. he wins a unification match. Was it definitely a unification, unification match? match. Yeah, it's winner takes all title unification. They kept saying over WrestleMania weekend, this is a title unification match. I just don't believe it. <laughs> I think they're just saying words. Like a contenders match. Yeah, it's a, it's a championship contenders match. Uh, anyway, Anonymous continues. Remember Cody said he wanted to hold that belt his dad held? What better way to make that belt come back than simply unifying the two belts and bringing it back and giving it to Cody? They won't do that because that, it doesn't look like a toy enough. Well, like this. Mark Mayhew. Hello, Beep, Ollie, and Luke Steady. I like that a lot. Mm. Uh, well, uh, well, now you know what's next for Roman the Tribal Chief will be dethroned by Ezekiel. 
Cody wanted to be champion so bad. Why did he come up with a new step in AEW? I hope he does well, though. Excited for FTR versus the Bucks, too. God, yeah. Well, it's, spe- it's specifically the WWE title he wanted to win. Because of his dad. Yeah. His dad did not, to my knowledge, compete for the AEW championship. I I mean, I, I need to go back and check the record. I look at cage match. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Start recording. Do you guys think WWE will ever bring back first blood matches? I don't know why, but I feel the Edge Styles feud could end with one. Oh, yeah, that 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 would be quite thematically appropriate, wouldn't it? He did bang his head and cut his cheek. <laughs> um, no, I can't see them doing it yeah. for those two guys. But if Roman and Brock have, you know, people who would, they would give a first blood match to if they asked for it. Brock, Triple H, can't wrestle anymore. Roman Reigns. Cody. Cody, Maybe it's he, Cody does love it. He does love cutting himself in matches. That's why he keeps calling it the most complicated multi-year agreement ever. Because like there's addendum after addendum of this much blood for this month. <laughs> Scott Ollie, WWE disappointed yet again. No shock there. Only watched the highlights of Mania, and what I saw looked fun. But I know not to get invested because WWE don't care. Cody did the same crying promo he's been doing for five years now. Thank you for the content, lads. Love you. I'm I'm. I'm not glad, but I am. It's not comforted. What's the word? On it's not nice either. But when I watched the Cody promo, I did get feels disingenuous. Feels like an act rather than. I'm not saying that the AEW stuff wasn't also a performance. It just totally convinced me. And this just yeah it didn't yeah. Uh, Charles Berg, here's a Mike Hunt lemonade story. <laughs> I was 10 on vacation in Florida. My father picked me up from camp and I noticed a lemonade in the car. I drank it all. I told my dad his lemonade was weird. My father then giggled all day, caring for his drunk 10-year-olds. Oh, dear. Hard Mike. Hard Mike's. <laughs> Hard Mike's beer and aid. <laughs> Samad Ali. Hey, hey, lads. Long time viewer since before the DAD went full time. Love your content. I had a dream I was watching one of Ollie's news videos, but he was much heavier, bald, with Laurie's beard. Freaked me out. FYI, I'm not the other lad named Samad Ali. Oh. It's a different Samad Ali. Oh, yeah. Look, there's slightly different spelling. Hmm. Bacon Rasha, hey again, lads. What's this about people not taking Wrestle Talk seriously? I'm 37 and take you all very seriously, especially when it comes to anything mm-hmm. with jam in it. Love <laughs> your work. We're always well informed. Keep it up. Jammy, jam, jam. Remember, I'm 37. Oh, yeah. Uh, White T says, I think this is our last one for the day. Uh, at least there was one good feud started last night. Sean Ross Sapp cutting a promo on Wrestle Talk for enjoying the cluster elimination. No worries, <laughs> lads. FTR versus Bucks on Wednesday. Yeah, he did. What did he, he cut say? a promo on us because um, someone ultra chatted into their Fightful review saying that we kept replaying it on the, uh, the SmackDown <laughs> review. And he said, oh, I'll remember that the next time they come crawling to me because they crawling need... Crawling to him? They need some clicks. Who made Sean Ross Sapp a YouTube personality? This guy did. Quizzlemania did. Um, and then he did impressions of both of us. <gasps> what What are they like? <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Where's my, oh, where's my phone? If you can fill the time, I might be able to find it. Oh, no. Um... Beer. <laughs> Get some beer. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. Oh my god, I found it almost instantly. Well, you know what? I'll remember that. I'll remember that the next time they come begging. <laughs> oh, uh, hello, mate. We really need some clicks for our new quiz show. Uh, why don't you come and join us, please? You're so popular. We would just love to have you here. I'll remember Are that. Are you Ollie? Time. 
Yeah. That sounds more like Ollie. Yeah. Because Luke doesn't I sound am. that way. Denise oh, yeah. is joining in. No, Luke sounds like this. Yeah, there you go. That's more Luke. It does Luke. sound a bit more like it. It was, good. It was a very <laughs> good impression. <laughs> just, just, it would be Adam messaging Sean. Not me. <laughs> so he's doing an impression of Adam, surely. Oh, no, he's decided to take it out on you. Oh, wow. Because you were the one who, he's the one who kept playing this clip. <laughs> oh, no, it happened oh, again. Oh, did you accidentally oh, play I, it? Oh, no, I did it again. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh dear. Oh, he got kicked Oh, no, he did. Yeah, and then, oh, oh no. He's oh, oh, no, he's got eliminated. Oh, no. oh dear. I'm Sean Rossett from <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> play the clip again. Yeah, this is my special DVD commentary. Uh, I'm going to get some more action figures later. Oh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, this is when I got kicked in my dick. Put it behind a paywall. Uh, I'm going to say a load of swear words to get cheap pops. Uh, yeah, my name's Sean. There it was. There was the exclusive audio clip. What's your Sean Rossap impression? I don't think I've got a Sean Rossap impression. I don't either. Go <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So we're we're now we're now feuding with Fightful, apparently. Excellent. So because we haven't done a couple of podcasts in a while, the mailbag is a little bit full. Oh my god, it's bulging. It is. One, How do you fit that in there? One second. I need to just get up the emails now. Because I'm going to read this one out from Adam. Because it's oh, a yeah. Wrestle Talk Get Better. <gasps> My favorite. It says, uh, Hi, Luke. It's WrestleMania season, so I felt like the right time to uh, for a Get Better update. After my last email, I continued to hit my 10K a day walking targets until disaster struck. Oh, no. I had the sheer audacity to try and cross my backyard when I felt a pop in my leg. After a few hours in the emergency room, I learned that my calf and tendon were separated. <gasps> oh! I was unable to walk for about a week, and two months later, I'm able to get around, but my leg is not strong enough to be back in my regular routine, and the walks are not yet happening. In the meantime, I've started to look at my diet, started to make some small changes, mainly swapping to low-carb beer and sugar-free energy drinks, but we're taking baby steps here. And even without two months of exercise, which would roughly equate to 600 kilometers of walking, not only have I put any, not only have I not put any weight back on, I managed to knock off another 3 kg, bringing me down to 101 kg, and so close to my goal. My body is repairing itself more and more every day, so hopefully by the next check-in, I'll be back into the old routine and have even better results to share. Thank you for being the best accountability buddies from the remaining three quarters of Adam, Melbourne, <laughs> Australia. That sounded like a Fight Club thing. <laughs> I am the remaining three quarters of Adam. I am Adam's medulla oblongata. <laughs> um, well done, Adam. That's fantastic. And do keep checking in with us. We will, you know, well, not hold you accountable, but maybe putting it out there in the SWAF Nation verse in some way motivates you better. But yeah, oh God, to, to suffer an injury like that and then to still take steps to to still lose weight. Remarkable. Efforts. It is remarkable. Well done, you, sir. Um, I think the other ones we might say for the AEW show because they are AEW specific. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll save those for the AEW show. Um, but yeah, I suppose we could probably 
as you were anything you want to add. You don't like to talk about your personal life, although you did play your new board game yesterday. I did. Men at work. Do they come from a land down under? What's that was the song? Is this a reference? Well, the song um, "Land Down Under" is by the band Men at Work. Oh, okay. What's the "Land Down Under" song? You know, and I come from a land down under, oh, okay. where women mow and men blunder. I wouldn't get can't that Can't you hear? can you hurdle. hear that thunder? Have you played? You better run. You better take cover. Have you played today's hurdle? Mm-hmm. Oh, mate, that I had to skip those first two bits, and then when it with the like the yeah, I was like, oh, you absolute. <laughs> cheeky buggers i was like i don't because like sully and adam were like oh, i think it's um i think it's the start of uh like the re- it's not obviously the album track version not the radio version i'm like i think it feels like a music video yeah i think it's the someone running to something in a music video and of course ah it was like yeah, but men it works very good the clomping sound effects it's like do you remember the undertaker's old entrance music where it was like clomp that's what I thought the dead first dead man walking. Yeah, or or his WrestleMania one where it's the Johnny Cash ain't no grave. Mm. That is what I heard. <laughs> but it's Spice Girls. It was the Spice Girls. Spoilers if you haven't done today's hurdle. I'm over it. I don't care anymore. You want to know the framed? That was oh brother, where out thou? <laughs> I haven't done Wordle. I don't know. It's probably the word craps. <laughs> well, there you go. Now you know what Ollie's first guess is going to be. Thank you all so much for listening. Isle. It's actually always Isle or Crane. Really? Yeah. I'm still on Audio Man. So many vowels. And then I tend to follow that up with myths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Classic. That's why I get fives and sixes all the time. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. SB3 and Sat will be reviewing NXT, and then Ollie and I will be doing AEW on Thursday. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.